are back and it's another game of two halves. What a surprise. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by Simon, Hammy, Paddy and Cameron. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. How are we doing boys? Um, World Cup final yesterday. Is, is Messi clear for Ronaldo now as the best ever? I guess I've seen John Robertson play, have they? <laughs> Wait. If your if you're measures World Cups, then I guess he is. But as a Scottish person, I'm not really interested in him. <laughs> what I'd like to know is how many Scottish Cup winners medals has he got? And um, is he available on a free at the end of the season? It's <laughs> a fair point. Uh, what well, was the final the best game you've ever seen? I was I slept through most of it, so I would say no. <laughs> wow, you missed out. It was um, it was fantastic after eighty minutes. The first eighty minutes, yeah, good, but not brilliant. Aye, aye, it was a bit of yeah, a weird one. Um, Preston Pan's hearts um, realised and said on Twitter that it was the same same goals as the Josh Janelli Hart Celtic Cup final. It was 2-0, went 2-0, 3-2, in the same order. And all the penalties were almost the same as well. Is the matrix broken? <laughs> Is Josh Ginelli basically Mbappe? Well. I mean, it's, it's probably... Josh Ginelli's probably at his peak for us now. So, he's, doing, he's doing very well. Is he still out of contract next summer? He is, eh? Well, that would be why then. <laughs> oh, cynical. Yeah. <clears throat> he seems to be fit now as well. Remember, Josh Janelli used to struggle to play 60 minutes and there were two games in a row. That's because he hated training. <laughs> I mean, but, who, who, would, who would love it? But to be fair enough about Josh Janelli, imagine scoring four goals in a World Cup final and not winning. For <laughs> <laughs> real. Second. Um, well, there is one player, apparently, who. Could be as good as Messi, Ronaldo. He's already been likened to Mbappe. He's Japanese and he's coming to the hearts. Uh, Oda. You. <laughs> Oda from Kobe. Um, I hailed as that, the Japanese Mbappe. And there, there's genuinely a lot of Japanese tears on Twitter, which is always a good sign um, that we are seeing someone quite decent. Um, but Cameron, you've, uh, you've wrote them off already. No, I just, I mean, I don't know how to base it on other than a quick Google and looking at his Wikipedia and in the last three seasons he scored a goal a season. That doesn't exactly scream what we're looking for, but maybe maybe, it's, maybe he's been great off the ball. <laughs> 64 assists over those three years. Is that a genuine oh, number? No, no, no. <laughs> Um, but yeah, <clears throat> Lee Sung Woo in the bin. Um, we're moving on from that. But in the way Sung Woo was a, a left winger, a 10, and could play striker, Oda is a right winger, 10, can play striker. So I think he's coming in as a wide man. Why, why do we do this? As, as a, like, this goes back years, but why do we never have players that like 
play one position. The amount of times we've got, I mean, we're going to bring Patterson back, and it's another one of those right back centre forwards. Why do we need guys that play three positions? Limited budget. We just need to have players. If they can play more than one position, they're more valuable to us. I feel like they'd be better just focusing on one position a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah, we have Mr. Versatile and Andy Halliday. Yeah. Well, I mean, before Halliday, we had Kevin McKenna. Yeah, they got Johnson, Callum Patterson. There's quite a few we've had, I don't know. It's not normal, but I love it. Yeah. Um, but I, it looks like, it's, I mean, it's in, um, in some rag papers, but apparently it's a done deal. <laughs> STV News have picked it up and they've said it's a done deal. I don't mm. know how raggy they are. I came for the record though, so that's really raggy. So. I mean, they had us on their on the news, so probably pretty raggy to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> about Shannon Hammy. Probably done a good job. I've still got that saved on my skybox. Oh raggy. That's cute. Watch it now and again after a few pints. Yeah, are you gonna get away? Burn it to DVD because you're gonna get <laughs> skybox are gonna be a thing of the past. Um, but yeah, even Barry Anderson has said this deal is happening. But Barry Anderson did say that Lee Sung was also coming to Hearts. <laughs> no, it's exciting. I mean, Josh and Ellie's flying just now. Alan Forrest isn't really getting a game. Um, Lauren Shanklin seems to also be playing out on the right now. Um, but it's nice to have competition. Hopefully, it comes in and hits the ground running and all that. Assuming he does come to Harps. Agree. Um, other other transfer news. I say that very loosely. Uh, Charlie Austin's a free agent. Thirty <laughs> <laughs> uh, three years old. He's linked with Swindon, so it's very much our level. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Um, Connor Ronan, who we were linked with in the summer. I think it's enough to say we were linked. There was definitely interest. Yeah. I didn't just make this one up. Um, he is leaving Wolves. Uh, with Jim Goodwin is desperate to bring him to Aberdeen. Um, but Robbie Nielsen loves signing centre midfielders. <laughs> Did it not, like, thinking back to the summer, did it not seem more likely that Aberdeen was going to be where he would end up if he ended up moving up? Makes sense with Jim Goodwin there now as well. Yeah. Just vaguely mind that. We were both linked and then he ended up staying at Wolves. And colour me shocked that he's not broken into the first team down there. Um, But, yeah, who who knows? You never know. Um, Liam Boyce was given a new contract. This came out of the blue and was a, a bit of a surprise, wasn't it? There was, was also... There, you go, there was speculation that we were saying that's the last we've ever seen of him in a heart stop as well. Yeah. He was also given a goal on um, Saturday. Because um, when Shanklin scored, it was Boyce that came up on the screen. Big four, <laughs> number 10... <laughs> Really, Aye. I didn't realise that. <laughs> it is a bit of an odd one. I do, I do like Liam Boyce. You, you worry for what his movement's going to be like when he comes back, but fair fucking play. Um, he is 
when he was playing, he was one of our better players. So, got to give him a chance to prove it again. One, one of you was pointing out on Saturday night, yet yet again, listener, we were pushed. Um, <laughs> pointing out how slowly and boys is going to be after this. I, I was kind of joking, like imagine how slow he is going to be. Yeah, maybe it's time for him to drop deeper. Could you see he was he fell in <laughs> a 10? Could you see him doing a Wayne Rooney going into centre mid? I just look nah. at the legs, no way. Nah. <laughs> then we'll just have to like stick him up top. If there's anywhere the best position to not have legs is surely centre mid. No, not in the modern game when you've got Cammy Devlin doing all the running for you, <laughs> Snodgrass just spraying the ball a bit, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, it's a, so it's a one-year contract with an option to extend another year. Um, and this isn't to say that he's been offered the same money. It's not to say that, this was my point on Saturday, it's not to say that he's been re-signed and he's going to be a starting player for us next season. I think he falls down the pecking order a wee bit. And we oh, still I... bring in another striker. You know what I mean? So I don't mind that. It depends on how much money he's on. I've got absolutely no idea. Um, to judge whether he's going to be worth bringing back or not. Mm-hmm. Trying to think when we signed him, he was banging in goals at Burton when he came to us, and that, that was a fee. So he's probably get he's probably on no bad contract at all. Like it's just the whole squad's kind of evolved since we signed boys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> from one striker to another, um, it turned out that Humphreys was still injured. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This came out like minutes after we recorded the fucking podcast last week. So he was still injured, and that's despite Robbie Nielsen saying on October the 27th that he would be back for our following game then. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are a full eight weeks later. Just like Honestly. Benny's still, still finding the showers. <laughs> You've got a really question our medical team, though, or is it just Robbie just saying shit? Like, mind, mind when Trump was like, ah, you can drink bleach. I think that gets rid of COVID. And his medical <laughs> advisor was sitting there like, you cannot drink bleach. <laughs> like, that's like, Robbie's like, I'll be back in two weeks. The doctor's sitting there like, no fucking will, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would, I'd put money on that. It's like, I don't think he speaks to them. And then he just speaks to the media. <laughs> <laughs> no, puts his finger in there and goes, um, two weeks? Three? <laughs> yeah. Seems all right to me. <laughs> Uh, seriously, I think Nielsen does it deliberately. So, that, so there's the advantage of springing a surprise. It's not much a surprise when a player's just still out. <laughs> but it happens all the time. Um, if that, that's his thing, what can you do? Um, on, a, on a serious note, uh, Peter, Carring's, Peter Haring's concussion, um, you've got to say it's serious stuff now. Two months on, uh, still suffering from headaches and dizzy spells. I guess at this stage you can only hope he makes a speedy recovery at some point and he's not going to have to think a bit longer term about his career. Uh, any brain injury is always really worrying, um, especially there's, was he not saying that he was getting headaches just at training and stuff? Yeah. So I um, just hope that works out for him. That's, that's really shite. It's a real bad one. He's been, uh, been through the ring of hearts, you know, our best player got injured, came back, worked his way back into the team. And then this again, it's a shame. Um, cult, cult hero for me, no matter what happens. 
Ah, he's been great. Yeah, we, I still believe we would have won that Scottish Cup final if he had managed to stay on the pitch. Mm, yeah. yeah. The one where we got beat 2-1, Ryan Edwards one. The Ryan Edwards final, right. He somehow managed to, he was injured for like six months, played that game, then was injured for six months. <laughs> <laughs> How he was able to play in that game in the first place. Um, Lawrence Shankland has now scored 11 league goals, Simon. And we're not even into the new year yet. Um, 14 goals in all com- competitions. But our betting line of 15 league goals, £5 a goal over under, me being over, you must be shiting yourself. I always feel this bit, I can't lose. I've, I've either watched Hearts have a striker score more than 15 goals in the league, or I'm winning money. Yeah. You wouldn't wish you got injured. Nah, no way. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> if it was twenty quid, though. <laughs> Aye, if it if it was now, and what would I be getting twenty quid? Yeah, this if is the cut off point. He'd be he'd be celebrating. If Shankland <laughs> was for the season. <laughs> yeah, watching that closely. Um, Hammy, if there's a a, pro, a new program piece, and it's a nice big one. Tell us about that. Yeah, we <clears throat> we have been invited to do another um, festive piece in the programme and we thankfully get to do the Hibs game. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. So make sure you pick up your programmes on January 2nd um, and we'll have something, I'm sure it'll be hilarious for you to all read. We haven't actually started it yet, and it needs to be in in two days, but we will have something very hilarious. Listen, there's an old saying, if you fail to prepare, prepare to fail. (laughs) (laughs) Yet to be fucking proved wrong, though. Hi, tune in. (laughs) Just see see what we've done. It's always good. I never contribute to these. I always enjoy reading them. It's always very... Surprisingly good, you could say. Um, We're actually putting a bit of effort for them, to be honest. It's, not, it's probably a lot better than the podcast ever will be. <laughs> Surprisingly good. That's just right, we, we do research, but we actually do research for them. Whereas, like, for this, I just turn up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, uh, it's a programme piece. Um, we have, well, let's say we. Hearts have organised a big meet the players thing at the Royal Highland Centre on July the 22nd next year. Be the goalie, throw custard pies at Jock the Jambo, etc. It's quite exciting. Aye. <laughs> it's like Hearts gone. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, but we're all going to end up drunk in there. Are we going? <laughs> oh, we're going to end up going. <laughs> I'm no. <laughs> there you go. You'll end up with your face painted. Uh, that that was pretty much all the news. Um, just other thing, Cameron, you might be interested in five Scotland games at Hamden through 2023. The four of them are at 7.45, so they've effectively killed off a whole new young generation of fans from attending in person, because it'll be too late for them. Yeah, and only, only one of them's at the weekend, I think. I think Hammy will tell me if I'm wrong, but this Cyprus game I think is the only one at a decent time on a Saturday. The rest of them are. 
Yeah, the rest of them are all so. midweek, and I think there's one Sunday night. Oh, and the England game's a Tuesday. So mm-hmm. that'll be a laugh. <laughs> no. It's just weird, eh? Like, why? Aye. I don't, I don't think, know whether they would have the decision of the times. I think it's UEFA have full decision on what times you play because they've got this week of football, as they term it. So there's games all week through the international breaks, but um, it never suits anybody. It's not again. It's it's not for the the fan that actually wants to go to the game, and Hamden's a nightmare to get to. So midweek yeah. come through here, almost a write-off unless you just want to drive, which I don't. <clears throat> Agree. Yeah, you've got Scotland Cyprus. That's when you mentioned two p.m. on a Saturday, so that's realistically that's your 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 decent one. And then Spain v Scotland, which could be a good game. It's a Thursday, seven forty-five. Boyk Norway. It's a Sunday, Sunday night, seven forty-five. Scotland v Georgia. It's a Tuesday night, seven forty-five. And uh, no, sorry, Scotland Spain's a Tuesday as well, seven forty-five. So yeah, Spain Scotland again Thursday or no, seven forty-five. Just stupid times, and like you say, Hamden's an absolute boy to get to, and a boy to get him for. So it's not mm-hmm. appealing. So thank, so thank the um, people that be at UEFA for stealing your annual leave if you want to go to these games. <laughs> You're going to need to take some. <laughs> yeah, madness. Doncaster's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> right, come on, at game. Simon, do you want to tell us about how we about how we set up and all of that for starters? Aye, interestingly enough, this is the first sort of time we've seen Robbie Nielsen. I would like to think impose like quite obvious shift of the plan in this game. He played sort of a fluid back three, um, five in midfield, and then three up top. No, no, four <laughs> in midfield. Four in midfield, three up top. Yeah. Aye. Um, and he also kind of put Shanklin out at right wing and had Gino come into the middle quite a lot, which I think there was moments where we were missing a proper number nine in the box. Um, there was some good balls in the box in the first half uh, that just needed a tap in. And I think if Shanklin wasn't playing it right, then he would have got those goals. But then also... Um, they have two absolute massive units at the back. So I think last time we played them, they dealt with Shanklin pretty easily. So moving him out to the fullback and having Gino split in those centre-backs by running in behind worked really well and actually managed to open up space uh, in a pretty good first half. Definitely. Why don't we run through the kind of key moments of the match then? Um, the game started just minutes in. Uh, Armstrong like fell over his own feet in our box and deliberately handballed it, like for, with frustration, like punching out of play. And Billy Collins no booked him for it. Deliberate handball. <laughs> like I, I think Willie Collins' decision making is awful, right? Mm-hmm. How did he no book half of the fucking teams with the amount of fouls he was given? Well, I can't remember a game with so many fouls in it for a while. It was nuts. Aye. So, um, 17 fouls each. One yellow card each. Hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty even game. Aye. But uh, Cammy Devlin, I think, had about like seven or eight fouls himself. 
and I think half of them I disagree with with them actually being fouls. Yeah. But if they are, if the referees decide that they are, how is he not being booked? Yeah, exactly. I how was that? They couldn't make a tackle. <laughs> that O'Donnell, I think, is the one who got. I Donnelly, sorry. Donnelly. How's he not got a second booking? I know it's nuts. Aye, just just so inconsistent and shite and always about Willie Collum whenever Willie Collum referees a game. Yeah, it really does feel like he was making it all about himself. It's like he embraces being a heel. Like when the chance of yeah. Willie Collum, you're a wanker. And it's like he was like, fucking yes. <laughs> he like grabs players when he's talking to them as well. And yeah. I'm like, who the fuck are you touching? I don't know. Imagine he was your teacher. Oh, <laughs> um, first goal. Long banger from Kingsley, but it wasn't just a hoof. Like he, he did look for Ginelli, he did look to play over the top. So fair play. Um, beating Joe Wright, he totally fucked it. Thank God we never signed him. <laughs> <laughs> I only got man of the match the last time we played. I was phenomenal last time. Um, and yeah, send uh, sent Ginelli through with all the time in the world. Uh, he had enough time to kind of turn, go on to his favourite right foot and smash it past the keeper. Excellent finish. It was such a good finish. Yeah. He had there was so much time to to overthink your decision or to make the wrong decision. Mm. Um and they say as soon as you're thinking you're making a mistake. But nah, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh second goal. Uh like you said before, Donnelly stomped on Halliday's ankle slash leg outside the box. It's a funny one. It looked like a penalty. I was yeah. looked at I would have to see it again, but it definitely looked like a pen. Yeah, I've watched the back. Now, Halliday's like whole body is inside the box, but his leg is like a good half yard out of it. Right. So it's, so it's a weird one, that. Um, and yeah, so close to being a penalty. Uh, Snodgrass on the cross. What about his deliveries on Saturday again, by the way, from free kicks and corners? Eh? It's unbelievable. It gives us a threat. It's like a genuine threat now. Hmm. I was sick of seeing Hearts taking a corner and just bounce right off the first man. <laughs> Yeah, or go short and then pass it a bit. Yeah, so yeah, it's uh, it's made such a difference since he's came in. Bloody love Snodgrass. Um, and yeah, nice cross into the back post. Uh, the defender found himself marking two men, Shanklin and Kingsley. Um, and it was a basically a tap and header for for Shanklin at the back post. Do know? Um, Alex Cochran had a goal, but it was offside. It was a weird one because all the players knew it was offside. They were laughing, went back in a position. Yeah, it still took the VAR team like a clean two minutes <laughs> to confirm that it was offside. Nonsense. Um, and yeah, halftime, 2-0 up. And it felt really bloody good. Like how how much, how many chances we were creating in that first half is unbelievable. Hey, right? we're looking forward to a comfortable 3-0 win. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Well, <laughs> kind of knew Nielsen would kill it at 2 0 because that's what he does. <laughs> Which is at the end of the day, we're flying. I'm, that's not a dig at Nielsen. It's just the way the way he, he manages football teams. Um, into the second half, Kelly almost scored the kind of first chance, which was very similar to the goal. Terrible defending at an indirect free kick. I think was it Joe Wright at the back post? Hit it straight at Craig Gordon. Could have easily been a goal. And then into the side netting on the follow-up. Um, and the goal was literally just a, a replica of that first chance. It was actually Craig Halkett. Totally lost his man um, for the goal. 
squeaky bum time for a wee bit, but never felt like they were going to come back into it for too long, did it? Uh, but that goal sort of woke us up a wee bit, I think. Um, we brought on some centre mids not long after that and just slowed the game right down. Yeah, Cameron, you were quite impressed with the subs made on the weekend. Tell us about that. Yeah, no, I thought... Uh, I would have liked... It felt like we needed a bit earlier, just maybe taking a man out of the, the back and, and putting an extra centre mid. And, but when they did make the changes, I thought uh, it was key on... Um, Harry's favourite man, George Grant, that came on. And um, they were both clearly told to just slow the game down and, and calm mm-hmm. things down because we looked panicked before that. And I thought, they seemed to do that. We seemed to really settle back down after that. And, and it never really felt beyond that point, like you said, that we were at much threat or they were at much threat towards us. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, thought, I thought it definitely worked. Yeah. Well, definitely. Um, for the penalty, um, we're watching it. From from my seat in the stadium, it looked like a blatant handball and, and pen, straightforward penalty to me. But there was a lot of debate on Sports Sound on the radio. Michael Stewart saying it's never a penalty. Have you seen it back? What's your view? Yeah, I watched it from uh, my seat on my lunch break today, and it definitely <laughs> was a penalty. Yeah, I mean, he's got his hand high up in the air, and then I, I mean. In this day and age, it's a clear penalty for a handball. Yeah. But if your hand goes above your shoulder, eh, you know it's going to get given. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it. I do think it is harsh, but that's the rule. I, I don't see how you can complain about that at all. So Michael Stewart's argument is the defenders nudged like in the back just before it, like which has put him off balance a wee bit, and he's saying that his hands were in a natural position because that's what you do after you get nudged into. And I, I fully, I fully, I fully agree. I think a lot of the time, you're you're asked for your hands to be in un in an unnatural position, to have them down by your side when you're jumping, to have them behind you when you're trying to block a shot. That's an unnatural position. So this whole mm. hands were in a natural position is absolute shite. Because see, when you jump, your hands go above your head, so you can yeah. pull yourself up into the air. Yeah, yeah. Also, though, it's fucking Michael Stewart. Who gives a fuck? What <laughs> <laughs> Every time. There's a discussion about a handball incident. I'm just waiting for him to say biomechanics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do joke about it with him. He's just, you can tell he's desperate to say it every week, but he can't. Um, and yeah, Shanklin stepped up and Cameron, you had a lot to say about this penalty as well. Like, I don't want anyone to know, but it does feel like. Keepers work out that if they don't move, they'll save the Shanklin penalties. We're in trouble. Look, <laughs> <laughs> he, like he, he scores them, and um, I don't, I don't, um, I'm not going to care. But they, they, a lot of them do seem to go right in the middle, and that a fairly comfortable height for a keeper. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I can't remember like what any of Shanklin's penalties look like, apart from the, the absolute screamer against RFS. Or, oh, no, it was uh, Zurich. Zurich. It was like right in that top top corner. Hey, man, he can hit a penalty. Like he Maybe Scottish football is just too easy for him, Cameron. He's just like, I'll just put it in the middle. That's fine. I think that maybe, maybe that's it. Um, he puts enough in the middle that the keeper starts going there and he'll just start banging him in the top bag and shut me up, so... <laughs> that would be lovely. Um, so yeah, second half 
there's a, a bit more to it, but fucking how many games in a row is that now where we, we get points doing it the hard way? I'm not saying it was a hard way there on Saturday, but we did have to dig in and keep the lead and then got a third, so that was nice. There was um, one other one other point. So when you were talking about hands in unnatural positions, the the guy in the Kelly end that tried to oh punch the ball God. and <laughs> flew out of the stand. <laughs> my God, that, that was one of the funniest things I've seen. <laughs> Unreal. He's went from the third roll onto his back. <laughs> I bet it was there, but you just can't show any sort of pain. You have to be like... <laughs> oh, that was funny. <laughs> Even though you're absolutely fuming. <laughs> you could tell up miles away. I couldn't even see like the whites of anyone's eyes in the killing end, but you could from body language just tell how much they were laughing <laughs> for ages after that. Brilliant. Um yeah, thought it was a good time to say now as well. So Celtic were away to Petodre the weekend there. Uh, Celtic had 81% possession. Um, finally getting a winner we did win that 1-0 but Aberdeen third place apparently the third best team in Scotland at home are playing against Celtic and sitting back and just doing absolutely nothing 81% possession of Celtic Aberdeen only had two shots none on target and I just thought for all the shit I've said about Nielsen over the years <laughs> think back not too long ago we had Celtic at Tencastle and we Played, you know, we played on the attack in front, got beat four three, but we really had a go at it. So consider ourselves lucky. Women at home, I'd like to see them do it in Glasgow. So. Aye, uh, I didn't see any of the highlights that much because I have absolutely no interest in it. But um, were Aberdeen just sitting back, or did Celtic force them back? Not good. I knew like Aberdeen played five at a flat five at the back. One man ahead of the ball kind of thing. They just sat yeah. back and hoofed it away to them the whole game. <laughs> it almost worked, though. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Jim Goodwin's getting absolute pelters for it, and rightly so, because they got beat. But if they drew, if they got a point out of it, everyone would be saying, ah, well, they defended well. Aye, good point, aye. But still, that's fucking horrendous. Third place in the league and at home. For those kind of stats to come out of a game, you'd, you would have been fuming. Aye, because Aberdeen have good enough players to put on a much better contest than that. Oh, aye. Outrageous. They don't deserve third place. No, it's our time. <laughs> well, Sorry. they can uh, they can make it up when they play Rangers tomorrow. I wonder if they'll try the same thing. Is <laughs> that at home or at Ibrox? It's at Petodre. No, it's at Ibrox, is it? No, I'm on Google right now. Oh, right. there you go. <clears throat> uh, no pressure, Jim Goodwin. I hope oh. they get fucked. <laughs> Imagine they go for it. They go for it. They get pumped five nil. Then they'd be laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Just thought it was it was worth comparing the two, considering we did play very very well against Celtic not too long ago. Um. But anyway, that enough of that positivity, uh, Hammy. Jumbles kickback, what are they saying? Fuck away and don't talk a lot of shame. Yes. Well, 
<clears throat> a third look into the, the style of play and uh, crosses into the box that we touched on because um, there was a player who was getting uh, quite abused, as there always is, but I'll, um, I'll get into it. Somebody says, I'm not sure what Robbie and the boys were working on over in Spain, but it would appear defending crosses was not part of the programme. Dreadful again today. The same problems we saw before the break. If anyone was thinking that all we needed was Craig Halfett to come back into the team and everything would be fixed, I think today showed there is a bit more to it than that. <clears throat> Somebody else says it's terrible and has been for a long time. Needs sorted pronto. Every cross that comes in, we turn into statues. Um, someone mentioned, and this high line of free kicks just isn't working. We need to sit down and figure out very, very quickly. Craig Gordon is part of the problem. If he wants a, <laughs> if he wants a high line and he needs to get off his line and take the ball, we all know that's never going to happen, though. Another one says, I've said it before and got shot down. Craig Gordon is not a good captain. <laughs> um, far too quiet and indecisive. Patterson would absolutely give us more presence. The, dif the difference Halkett made today was astounding as well. Just winning basic headers. Um, Alan says, Gordon is not going to change, but this isn't the reason we are so bad at attacking the ball in the air. Halkett and Rolls will improve at this, but there is no excuse for how bad Kingsley and Cochrane are in the air. Um, and then talking about the actual way we lined up, somebody says, Smith and Halliday as wingbacks is a recipe for disaster against better teams. I like both of them as players, but the wingback role doesn't favour them or they aren't fit enough to do it justice. <clears throat> the manager soon put a stop to that quick passing we were playing nonsense and we returned to the uncertain passing for the second half. It's just not good enough. Um, someone says, fair play, pity we had to wait for them scoring before Robbie Nielsen changed things. Um, that's wonder about that. Um, and lastly, somebody says, it's pretty good most of the time, though your typical Nielsen hater won't admit it. Generally speaking, they don't say much when we win. Um, what I will say is, though, we get a bit complacent at times, which is annoying. We need to be at it for 90 minutes. What a Nielsen hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, big bunch of Nielsen haters. Yeah. Um, Stephen Kingsley's Ariel Jules won. Two out of two. Alex Cochran's Ariel one's due. Seven out of 11. That's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Craig Halkett, uh, 10 out of 12. Behemoth of a man. Aye. I, I do remember when Kingsley and Cochran were um, our centre back pairing and we would concede any ball in the box. <laughs> that was yeah. this season. Aye, I know, I know. Um, I look at us, we've got roles coming back as well. Unreal. We're going to be so good for three or four games, and then one of them's out for the season. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Rose is getting sold January 1st. Somebody's picking him. Can they have a World Cup like that and no, and stay at Harps? <laughs> if Rose goes, maybe we could still sign Lee Sung Woo. Just saying. <laughs> yes, Barcelona are looking at Jananovic, so. You know, Rose yeah. should be looking for Real Madrid or something, at least, I would say. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, just to clarify, it. by the way, I don't think Craig Gordon was at fault for us conceding. Just no, everybody no, seemed to think it was Gordon's fault, and I do not think that. No, he would have had to be a fucking mile to his goal. <laughs> the high line that we do is a good point, lad, and I, I don't know. Yeah. 
we're not, I don't think we're good defensively for that. Um, right don't have all the parts to make it work. We need yeah. a keeper who's all right with his feet and confident coming out of his box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have that. No. And that's fine. We know mm-hmm. that. So stop doing it, Robbie. Aye. <laughs> Aye. It, it does concern, like, was that, yeah, the, the head and stats are actually quite good. But yeah, we are shite at, at defending crosses and indirect yeah. That is spot on. Then it is worrying that that's not improved after a five week break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know they were only training for five weeks, but a good couple of weeks. Yeah, somebody was somebody was out getting a fucking hair transplant and now can he do the ball? Maybe that's the problem. He did head of the ball though. <laughs> did he? he did head of the ball. You, let me tell you, hang on. <laughs> Andy Halliday, Ariel Jules won three out of three. <laughs> Man, what a- I, like I know, like I'm sure you're not meant to do any exercise or have like even fucking lay your head on the pillow or that or wear a hat. <laughs> yeah. And he's out header in the ball. It's a madman. What a man! What but a fair man. play. I have no issue with anyone going to get the hair done in Turkey. No, right. fair play. Aye. Um, he did play a full. I don't know how many minutes he played, but he played against Swansea without heading the ball. He said that on the open goal podcast. <laughs> it's hilarious. Friendly, that's fine. Aye, fuck that. Who cares? It's still a hilarious scenario. Eh? <laughs> He's had to have that conversation. <laughs> and then Robbie's just fucking butchered his own haircut. Now he's gone. Now I'm going to get a transplant as well. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> How old's Nielsen? No, he's doing all right for hair. It's just patchy. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, Robbie Nielsen. How old is Robbie Nielsen? He's um, surely 42. Nah. 42 <laughs> miles off, Patty. <laughs> <laughs> still younger than us. <laughs> still younger than us. <laughs> no, thankfully, not this time. <laughs> um, bye. That was a. Uh, I thanks, Sammy. John was kicked back. I, I didn't understand what Callum Patterson had to do with any of that. He's going to come in and solve all our problems. Yeah, that. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is the problem. That's what people are going to think is going to happen. Because he's, he's, gonna come he's in tall. And get injured for six months. <laughs> for sake. He's no, tall, so we'll win every single ball that ever comes into the box. <laughs> Simple Callum as that. Patterson is the pure poster boy of Jambles kickback. <laughs> He's just mentioned <laughs> randomly in Fred's and they've wanted him back at Hartsford like a decade. It's going to go mental when he signs for us. And a shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I'm excited for him. To be fair, I am excited for this one. <laughs> I'm excited. I, just, I genuinely just hope he's a right wing back. But that's not what he's coming in for. Like, No, he play it up front. Cameron said, this, Cameron said this last week. He was his positions this season have been left wing and striker. He's not getting brought in as a right back. Who knows, man? He's as versatile as Andy Halliday, genuinely. So, and what do we like? We like versatility, multiple right. positions. He'll play right back. He's not played right back for years. Yeah, I don't <laughs> see him at right back. He's not. He's generally not played there since he was. Well, I don't think it'll be you. We money on the table here. First, Callum Patterson start. What positions in? Oh, in the derby. The derby. 
January second, <laughs> striker, right? Stepping right up for Drop Shanklin. Humphreys um, will still be injured. Harring <laughs> will still have a concussion. <laughs> Why don't I we? I'm not that confident. So we five foot on the table, Patty. You say striker, and I'll say anywhere else. No, fuck no. off. You you can get defence. I'll happily take up front. I would rather do that one. You can take defence and I'll do it up front. But I, I get striker and you get all other 10 positions. Does, <laughs> does, a, does off the striker, right, sort right, of centre forward, attack and mid count as midfield or striker? Mid, midfield. <laughs> yes, and I also, do think he could play in goals. Like, <laughs> <laughs> have you not seen Xander Clark? <laughs> <laughs> no, not as anybody else. <laughs> Hmm. There's too 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 much to get a bet out of that. We'll just leave it. But I do want to say one thing actually. Speaking of Xander Clark, before kickoff, me and my dad are watching Craig warming up, doing a passing drill. Simple ball back to feet, take a touch, and hoof it up to Xander Clark. Xander Clark was sweating bullets, running <laughs> like ten meters left, ten meters right to get on end of these passes. Right, <laughs> having a chuckle away. And say to my dad, like, fucking early, Craig's passing is not looking sharp today. <laughs> my dad said to me, being completely sincere, it doesn't matter, he's still the best keeper on the planet. <laughs> facts are facts, Jarvis. So, sorry, dad. Um, he's, he's a good keeper, but not the best on the planet. I don't uh, Cameron, by yourself. <laughs> oh, that was good. Um, right. Buy or sell. Let's have a look at how we did. Now, I'm going to say right off the bat, the Humphreys one avoided because <laughs> it was a bit farcical. So there was only three. Um, considering we all bought it and Twitter and Instagram sold it, we've actually won on that, so it's fine. Um, we'll move on. Um, Hearts to win and to score over 1.5 goals. That came in and um, myself, Twitter and Instagram were the only ones that bought it. Negative, negative people over here. Yeah. We were in a very different mood last week. <laughs> I'm quite pleased with myself at this point because the over 62 and a half did come in and it was 64, so fairly close. I was Simon, you checked for like 10 minutes left and it was sitting at 63. So, um, yeah, that was an even split of a sell from Simon, Jarvie, and no, actually, it was just you two that's all everyone else bought. Mm. And then the over two and a half uses of VAR, I made it three. Um, mm. And I think we all agreed this um, when we were out on Saturday. So what that leaves us with is scoring zero points from last week. Jarvie, well done. <laughs> um, zero points. Fucking hell. Um, Simon, you got one. Um and that one was the VAR one. And then um, Paddy, myself, Hammy got two Instagram and Twitter scored three out of three. So I've not done the run totals for a bit. Where we are is in last place and not helped by the zero. Jarvie on 30 out of 59 this season. Whoa. Up to 32 where we find Paddy. 33 <laughs> for Hammy. 35 for myself. 36. Thanks for Simon. Um, actually, sorry, Instagram on 34. But leading the way are, again, Twitter on 38. And it feels like we're going down the same hole as last year. So, 
on to the Christmas Eve game. So Dundee United at two o'clock. Um, simple one here. Hearts to be third after that game. Now, I did check earlier. I think Aberdeen have St Mirren on Christmas. He's obviously they play Rangers tomorrow night, but I'm fairly sure they play St Mirren. So, bye. Make it that way, Will. So, we'll... Yeah. Bye. We'll need Aberdeen to drop points against St Mirren, even if they lose to Rangers, eh? Yeah, that, that game, the Rangers game doesn't really make a difference to this. Right, so I'll just sell that because I think Aberdeen will get the better of St Mirren. But where is the Aberdeen St Mirren game? St Mirren, surely. St yep. Paisley. No, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, I'm going to, after selling everything last night, I'm going to buy it. Oh, I'm, um, I'm going to sell it. I'm going to buy it. No, I feel like I should have bought it. We move on. Um, Another Christmas present from Lauren Shankle this week. Does he score? Bye. Bye. This is for my team. So, bye. Jeez. All right. On to the back um, of our team. Um, I'm presuming Rolls is back and not suspended for this one. Tell me I'm uh, right on that before I now reel off another question that doesn't work. <laughs> but um, I expect the Rolls back and does he come back and instantly give us a clean sheet? Oh. All our games against Dundee United have been fucking nuts. Uh, <laughs> I am going to sell that. But they are bottom of the league. But they've been bottom of the league the last few times that we played them, and it's been like 6 2 and 4 2 and that. Yeah, not quite. I'm gonna buy it, I'm gonna sell it. Yeah, sell. I'm gonna sell it because you never want to be on a boat just with Jarvie. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> from experience, there. <laughs> oh, we have been on a boat together, we've been on loads of boats together. <laughs> Oh, Hamburg. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, with it being Christmas, a nice little novelty one, and I did have a look at the weather forecast, and there is a chance of it. Do we get a white Christmas? Is there snow during this game? No. <laughs> a humbug. What, what day is this one on? The 24th? Right. Oh, look at I'll, you. I'll Google the that. weather. No, I'm the fucking Hammy. Hammy's <laughs> got like odds checker open and everything. <laughs> Metal for <I'm>, Dundee. <laughs> I'm going to buy it. Oh, yes, I'm going to buy it. I know. Right, I'll buy it then. Sammy's obviously just checked the fucking weather. <laughs> Does it have to snow during the game? Well, yes, that, that was the question. <laughs> well, I'll sell it then. <laughs> I'm going to sell it and try and claim a point back. Aye. I'm, but I'm buying it and I also have no real way of being able to check this. So we'll see. I'll just decide if it snowed. We'll, we'll just watch the game. <laughs> I'll be watching the game. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just decide if it snows. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just decide if it snows. <laughs> That's a god complex. Oh, I, I. oh, I like. 
My game, my rules. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. That was it. There you go. Speak to you next week when it's oh no next week actually. No, 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 no. Well, I was <laughs> gonna say so I think we're gonna our next podcast is gonna be after the derby that week potentially, or it'll be the following Monday. We're still to decide because everything just gets carnage after Christmas for a wee while. Away. And darts is on. <laughs> That's where I'm going right now. Right. So we'll be back at, at some the point. Black it's not even in Blackpool, Paddy, you <laughs> armchair fan. <laughs> in fairness, it could be anywhere. You still wouldn't get there. Why? Because it's snowing. Because you've decided no. it's snowing. No, this was just more of a reference to how well you succeeded in trying to get to Tynecastle on Saturday. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what time did you wake up, Paddy? Uh, well, half two. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, Tom, he did get in at six in the morning. Yeah. I'm also over 30, so the fact I was out at all is an achievement. Mm. <laughs> then on the Saturday as well. You should, Paddy, you there. must have been bluttered <laughs> <laughs> to stay until six in the morning. I was. And then I got straight back on the pints again and was bluttered pretty quickly. I mean, the meal was great. I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> you remember getting... On top of the table. That didn't happen. <laughs> Shout out to, to Skyline Restaurant. Eh? Phenomenal right. meal on Saturday. Yeah, it was great. Tremendous. Um, lovely stuff. Good. Well, yet again, boys, we've managed to fill just about an hour of Hearts content. Would you believe it? Um, I wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And you listeners. Um, look after yourself get to Skyline um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast to play along with buy or sell um, and I will see you again soon bye bye Christmas like it. Eh?